0: Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the J&R Basketball Podcast. I'm John, joined by Ronnie. Week two is almost officially in the books. It is Sunday night, October 30th, the day before Halloween, and it was a spooky weekend in the NBA, Ronnie. Would you agree what yeah. spooked you the most? <laughs>
1: Uh, nothing really spooks me. I'm I'm pretty brave with everything, so.
0: <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't spooked when DeAndre Ayton left the Suns game in the second quarter? That spooked me. <laughs> no. Come on, me? Being spooked by Ayton leaving? I was like, <laughs> yes,
1: now Biombo could
0: get in there and take all the points You know what? In. Biombo looked pretty impressive in that game. Like, yeah. he really stepped it up, so kudos to him. I would still prefer to have Ayton back in the lineup yeah. every day. You
1: know, the only thing that spooks me is just that we're down another center, you know, so who's Biombo's replacement when he starts, you know, who? Who's going to step up? Is it? Uh, right. who's, who's that one guy that got injured two years ago?
0: Oh, that one guy that got injured two years ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, man. What's his name? I think it starts with an no S. Idea. I'm going to look it up. But yeah, I think okay. he's going to be his replacement.
0: <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a fun weekend. And we're going, to, we're going to talk basketball today. But we're also going to take a look at our picks of the week, our fantasy players of the week. Discuss how they did, how they did do our, our heroes and our zeros, if you will. And uh we're going to be talking about some of the uh, different wagers that you can make out there. So all of that's coming ahead on the podcast. Let's first talk about news and notes. And one of the ones that caught my eye was the league discussing changing the luxury tax rules. Right now, the luxury tax is if you spend too much money on payroll, you have to pay extra for every dollar you spend. That goes into a pool that is distributed amongst owners that are not. Over the luxury tax threshold. It gives teams. Small market teams a chance to still be profitable. But it's gotten a little bit out of control. Uh, the Warriors have the highest payroll. The Warriors have also won a ton of championships. It's not a mystery. To understand why that is. Teams. Are are intentionally avoiding. The luxury cap in order to get that. Money that luxury tax money. That comes in from those expensive teams. I I see this. If this is something they really, really want to do, which is put in a hard limit like they have in football, I see this going to a lockout with the Players Association. I don't know what the best path forward is, but the the players certainly aren't going to like this. That that takes money out of their pocket directly. Uh, how, how do you feel about having a hard cap versus what the NBA does today?
1: I like it because it makes the teams more even, evenly balanced, you know, so it and the article that I was reading, it said Los Angeles Clippers and the, the Golden State Warriors are close to $500 million due to the luxury taxes. Yep. And, yeah, that's crazy when you look at other teams that are nowhere close to that, you know. So, yeah, I do think that we need to have some sort of cap there. I don't want it so to be the, like the, like the Yankees, you know, like they spend. Right. Or like the Dodgers, you know, they just go crazy and they end up, I don't know. I don't, I don't want that in the NBA. I need it to be evened out.
0: I agree with that. However, when you look at a team like the Warriors and, and compare those to the Clippers, the Warriors, those guys are drafted into that system. They're developed. That's that's good scouting. That's good talent uh, evaluation, and bringing the right people in. You didn't do that with the Clippers, right? You went out and you bought your team with the Clippers. I feel like the Warriors should have some protection for that. Hey, these are our guys. You know, yeah, they did. They didn't bring in, They brought in Wiggins, but the core three. Are those players that they developed that they've scouted and brought in? They shouldn't be penalized just because they're suddenly good. Uh, So I I do think you have to be a little bit. um, I don't want to say you can't. Not all teams are created equal. Uh, Teams that are homegrown, I think, should have a little bit more leeway on that luxury tax or on that that threshold uh, versus these super teams like the Lakers that, you know, they didn't draft any of those guys. Don't
1: penalize your players for for developing them, you know, and making them good on your team, right? Right. But the ones that should be penalized are the ones that are bringing in other players, offering them like $100 million to play for them, $200 million to exactly. play for the right. team. That, that, yeah, I agree. That's well put. I like that. Put it in place. Send that to Sarver. I like,
0: yeah. <laughs> Sarver. <Or silver. laughs> Sorry, there's me getting silver, confused Sarver, with the s again. C- creepy, uh, creepy old dudes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of creepy, Josh Pribo was released by the Spurs and the Spurs released him, and they just didn't really give a whole lot of information. A lot of people were left kind of scratching their heads like, why would they release this guy? Yeah, he wasn't great, but there's certainly worse players on this roster. Uh, speculation was that something was going to come out sooner rather than later, and it has come out. He has allegedly exposed himself to at least one, if not multiple, female employees of the Spurs organization. Kudos to the Spurs for cutting ties with him immediately instead of... Well, let's see how the public reacts. They <laughs> yeah. immediately cut the cord, so kudos to them. Uh, Josh Primo, you are a creep. <laughs>
1: yeah. He was a, a second-year um, 12th pick uh, just a year ago, so yeah, and very interesting to see that. When I first saw the article, it just said that from the Spurs organization, it said, it is our hope that in the long run, this decision will serve the best interest in both organizations and Joshua. And I had no idea why they released him. It didn't say anything like that. So right.
0: No, they didn't. They just – this is getting rid of them when, when there's those allegations. So uh, we'll see what becomes of that. Some of the employees have hired an attorney. They hired the same attorney uh, that was representing the victims of Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson ended up getting a massive NFL contract. So yeah, I, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen anymore. It's, it's such a weird – like you can play a sport good so you can basically do whatever you want is the lesson that we're teaching these people. Uh, which is not good. There
1: was a new girl that came out on Watson's thing, too. She said that the same thing happened in in a new massage just recently. So, anyways. Oh, (laughs)
0: jeez. Crazy. Oh, jeez. On the more positive side of things, uh, DeMar DeRozan hits 20,000 points uh, against San Antonio, ironically. Um, And, you know, Greg Popovich, say what you will about him. He's a classy guy. After DeMar hit that, he called a timeout to allow – DeMar to be recognized by the PA announcer. It was in San Antonio. Uh, But they they acknowledged his accomplishment, which I think was a a really nice thing to do. Certainly didn't have to do that. But he becomes one of 50 players to hit 20K points, uh, which just shows you the longevity that he has had in his career and hopefully continues to to play at a a fantastic level like he is.
1: Yeah, that was very cool to see. I saw that when I was going through some tweets, you know, and yeah. What a what a classy guy Popovich is to do that, you know, for a, a big pop. milestone. Yep, my big milestone, you know. So yeah, thank you for doing that, Popovich. Even though I he, hate you for winning, <laughs> you know, beating the Suns in all these past yeah. years.
0: He's done something like that, and I'm going to get the name wrong, but I'm just going to say Reggie Miller. It was like Reggie Miller's last game, and they were playing the Spurs. And, you know, when you take him out for the last time, they call a timeout. So the audience has a chance to acknowledge, you know, his career, especially assuming I'm right with Reggie Miller, uh, all the stuff he's done for that city and and whatnot. After that, you can't call back to back timeouts in the NBA. Like the Pacers can't call back to back timeouts. Popovich called the timeout for the Spurs to allow that celebration to kind of continue uh for the for the home team there, so again, that's just another moment of him using timeouts in a way to just kind of put a spotlight on the game, not necessarily his team uh and I think that's pretty cool, a pretty cool little feature yeah, if you go that's back very, to the yeah. old yeah if you go back to that old footage I'll, i might try to find it and I'll post it up if I see it but uh that was that was really cool. I remember seeing that when I was younger just being like, oh that that you know the game is bigger than than a team or, or a certain player sometimes, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. Sometimes a player deserves a spotlight. So, I that's seeing, all I got for news that i remember I seeing. Down. Sorry.
1: Some big milestones, you know, live in my life too. I, I can't even tell you like what the exact milestones were, but Charles Barkley. I remember back in the day seeing him pull down his something thousand three rebound and they pause the game, and everyone's clapping and cheering for him. That was that was yeah. my cool little part. You know, I like that I was involved with that.
0: But I, uh, when I went to the Golden Knights hockey game. It was the Ironman record was tied that night, so I think it was like 942 consecutive hockey games. Oh, which nice! Is just absurd. So they, you know, they did a special moment of recognizing him as well. Do you remember? So, yeah, the it is cool. Was? It is cool to be there. His name was K- Heller. Who you are cut out? I, 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 I kind of mumbled it. <laughs> <laughs> Something. I think color. it was Kessel. Phil Kessel, maybe? That sounds familiar, huh? Yes, Phil Kessel was his name.
1: Nice. That's hard to stay, you know, consecutive with hockey games too, being hit oh, up yeah, like yeah. they do. Oh so yeah, You're getting cool. beat
0: up a lot. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I want to go over the take foul rule. I, I kind of want to see what you think about this. So the take foul rule is basically any. this weird. Take foul rule. Yeah, is that it's what you called the take foul rule. And it, I think okay. it's working, and that's exactly what this article is saying too. So I, I'm happy for it. Basically, it's you know where like the player goes on a fast break, and there used to be like the team would foul him, so that way you can't complete the fast break. So that's what the take foul rule is. So you cannot foul a guy basically on any fast break anymore because they want they want the fast breaks to go through and they want to have the highlights, highlights and everything. Right, yeah. exactly. And that's why you're seeing so many fouls. Like that one game you mentioned uh last podcast with the Suns, where they had like seven technicals in a quarter, that's due to this new rule because it's a technical if you foul them. So Oh I th- geez, okay. I think it's working. We're seeing a lot more highlights. The game is much more fun to watch. Even though the game is stopped for these technicals, I mean, the players are getting used to it still, you know, so right now when there's a guy fast-breaking, they just reach in and they'll they'll foul them, you know, but that's going to go away, they're going to get used to these technical fouls because now it's a tech and then they get the ball back anyway, so it's an extra point, so... Yeah, it's. I well, think it's working, you know, and I
0: love it. You've mentioned that. I have noticed a lot more hustle plays on defense on those fast breaks of trying to get down there, maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily contesting the shot but just making sure they hear those footsteps. And there's been a lot of missed layups uh, mm-hmm. as a result of that, directly that. So it, it is interesting to know that that's probably a direct correlation to them trying to avoid this rule. So like, hey, you know what? I'm going to run it out, and people miss layups all the time. Just ask <laughs> yeah. uh, Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah, it's fun to watch the guys go into, you know, they're about to foul them, but then they pull back because they remember the rules. Yeah, (laughs) They just have to let them go. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. And it says the frequency of transition possessions through 10 days of the season at 16.1% of all possessions marks an 8% increase from 21 to 22, when 15% of possessions were were transition opportunities. So the 16.1 figure also represents the highest transition frequency in Cleaning the Glass 20-Year Database. So it's good. I like to see those figures. So, yep, it's working. Keep it up, NBA. Good job.
0: It's working. <laughs> They're doing it.
1: Another thing I just thought that was funny was uh, this Clay Thompson thing. Um, so he he kind of reacted to something that Car- Charles Barkley said. Charles Barkley called him out. Um, he, here, I'll, I'll read what it said. So Clay Thompson said... Let's see. Charles Barkley said he was slipping and not the same. And then clay thompson said it was it hurt him that uh charles oh well, they have it all done so it hurt i put so much work and the i put in so much freaking effort to getting back to this point it's hard to put even words that what i had to do to be the player that i am today said thompson and it's like i play 55 to 57 games in three years give me some freaking time to get that back so, yeah, he's just really frustrated over Charles giving him crap, you know, for not being the player that he was. And I guess when you have a player like Charles saying that to you, is something some a player that you might have looked up to, yeah, that, that's that got a sting, you know?
0: Right, but Charles's job is to provide that entertainment in the TNT studio. It's not like he's just sitting at home watching basketball. He's going to make comments like that. So I, I think you just got to take it with – I mean, to me, it shows just sort of a – Maybe more uh, of a mental issue going on with Clay, where he's oh, okay. struggling. And because you, you, you can't get bothered by that. Charles Barkley, yeah. he's doing his job. Uh, you shouldn't be getting ejected from games for having a little dust up with a player. <laughs> so, yeah, there's he's he's he, maybe he's hurting a little bit more than he's leading on, or maybe he's disappointed. Well, like you said, getting back in and fighting it, but he's reacting very you know, emotionally. And, and yeah. that's typically not going to work out well for you in the NBA. Yeah. Um,
1: Here's another hopefully thing. He gets it back. Here's another thing that he said that I found interesting. He said to hear someone say. Who's he? Oh, Clay? He's, oh yeah, this is Clay. Bartlett. Yeah, Clay. Okay. To hear someone say, oh, he's not the same he was prior to the injury. It's like, duh, who goes through something <laughs> like, that, yeah. like that and comes back? It just hurt my heart hearing that. And then he went on to say, I'm going to internalize it, and it's going to be fuel for me to be even better. So that was good to see that last part. He's very proud of what we accomplished last year, and I feel like I was a a huge part of it. So it it was just interesting.
0: Someone did a side by side stats comparison of Clay Thompson and Russell Westbrook so far this year, and they are very similar, like eerily similar.
1: Good. Yeah, good for him coming back from that. Well, no,
0: that's not good because Russell Westbrook has been being ridiculed for being. You know, terrible this year. So uh, it is. It is interesting oh, to see. Okay, that, so his bad stats. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Russell Westbrook is not doing great this year, right? I, I think he had a decent game that. last game. And, and he's yes, been... he, he looks like he's improving. It looks like he's kind of trying to figure it out. Uh, we're we're going to talk about our game of the week in, in just a moment. But I, I picked the Lakers, and I have some 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 interesting takes on this. But when you compare side by side, Clay Thompson versus Russell Westbrook, they're both pretty. Bad. Now the biggest difference is Clay is hitting like twelve percent more shot field goal percentage shots, so he's clearly a better shooter than Russell Westbrook. But he is not doing good this season. He's not off to a good start. He he looked better last year when he came back. Uh, hopefully he can get it figured out. Otherwise, I think you might see a, a frustrated Clay. Who knows where that'll lead? Draymond Green might punch him.
1: Doesn't help your stats when you get when you get double technicals and you're you're out of the Suns yeah, game, <laughs>
0: right? Okay, so a couple uh, of cool I,
1: go ahead.
0: No, no, you had more stuff. I I, I put the popped up that I did want to talk about that I, I missed earlier, but go okay. ahead. Okay.
1: Yeah, I just I want to go over Maxi. He erupted in the 76ers game. Um I think we went over it earlier with saying it was Friday's game. So so Joel Embiid was out that game and then Maxi he comes back in forty four points to carry the Sixers to the win, you know, a victory without Embiid. I thought that was huge. That was amazing. So really cool to see that. A lot of um analysts like on ESPN, we're saying, "Watch out for Maxi. Keep an eye on him." And this is exactly why, like, they gave him an opportunity with Embiid out. He took that opportunity and he capitalized big time. So very cool to see that.
0: Yeah, the years the Seventy Sixers team is is loaded in theory, right? So if all these guys can be clicking together, you know, who, who's going to beat you tonight? Is it going to be Harden? Is it going to be Joel? Is it going to be Maxi? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting other fantastic players on this team. Uh, they're they're going to beat you a lot of different ways if they can get get moving in all directions here
1: yeah absolutely another one was mitchell and Levert. both had 41 points yeah we're gonna each. we're
0: gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna punt on that because we're okay. gonna get to that when we talk about our fantasy uh players because surprise players that score a lot of points also do very well in fantasy uh so stick stay tuned and we're gonna be talking about our fantasy heroes and zeros of the weekend mm-hmm. uh coming up in just a second uh right, i did want to mention had. Okay, great. I did want to mention the, the Mavericks continue to struggle to close out games. Uh, there was a stat. In the last 25 years, teams are basically 10,001, 9,975 wins and one loss when they are leading by 16 points or more in the final four minutes of the fourth quarter, while the Mavericks collapsed to the Thunder on Saturday night, now makes that 9,975 and two. That's two games this early season that the Mavericks have lost after having big leads. They're they're beating the Suns by over twenty uh by twenty two points, and they were beating the Ma- uh they're beating the Thunder by sixteen with less than four minutes left in the game. That is an Insane. epic collapse. Yeah uh someone said that they would have had a better chance of winning if they just would have gotten the ball and held it for 24 seconds and let the shot clock expire because the net was they're not scoring points and they're giving the ball back to the thunder with more time so Good if they point. just would have held onto the ball they probably would have won that game and that's just embarrassing you yeah. got to hit those shots to close out a game uh this is twice now this is something that i think the Mavericks are going to have, you know, they got to shake those demons now. Talk about spooky, right? <laughs> they got to shake those demons. Otherwise they're going to lose. No team is going to ever be out against them. Yeah. yeah. We're down by 20. Who cares? Yeah. We're down by 15. Who cares? Yep. The Mavericks are going to collapse. So these, these are some, some skeletons. They got to get out of their closet here. Uh, but that was a fascinating stat when I saw that one. So Mavericks, they got the curse going on right now.
1: Yeah. That's, that's. Uh, Insane. I, I maybe I'll go back and watch those games and try to figure out what it is that's what's going on with those guys. But yeah, very interesting. Right. Hey, one quick thing: the guy I was I forgot, who's going to replace Biombo I, was Saric. Do you remember him? Yeah, Big yeah. That, so yeah, he's back on the Suns team. So I think he's a backup to him. And then oh. I, I had the Suns game on. Suns just won one twenty four to one hundred nine against gonna Rockets. Say the Suns
0: game was wrapping up when we started this, <laughs> which means just the Lakers and the Nuggets remain. And the Lakers actually have a lead. They might get their first win. Uh speaking of the Lakers, let's jump to our turn of the week. Yes. Last week I this is your week to week two, Ronnie. This is you. You're gonna be two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? You'll be picking <laughs> the turn of the week. Uh we talked about Clay getting the double ejection, getting kicked out of the game, and basically being the catalyst for the Suns Lane, a beatdown on the Warriors. We talked about the Lakers, who at that time were 0-4. They're now 0-5. Uh and we talked about Ben Simmons with his just Continual struggles to get going this season. I have a couple more nominees I want to add. Okay. Uh Josh Primo, obviously. Uh, that's that's a pretty turdy thing. The <laughs> Lakers are 0-5 at this point. I mentioned them already. Uh they they could be 0-6 unless they hold on to beat the Nuggets tonight. But I also want to mention Patrick Beverly, who has been officially warned by the NBA for violating the anti-flopping rules. In his game, October 28th versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, if you follow NBA Official, check out that tweet. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, I just posted the video on YouTube as well. He basically gets bumped and his feet just slip out from underneath him like like an old Three Stooges episode or something. It's <laughs> absolutely insane. He doesn't get the call, which I love that they're not giving him the call this season. Uh, but... He gets an official warning from the league, so they are they are trying to crack down on flopping. I love it. He is my other nominee, or my I guess my final nominee for turn of the week, Ronnie. It's in your hands. Do you have any other <laughs> nominees, or are you ready to to pick a turn?
1: That's such a good nominee. Why would I even go against that? Right. <laughs> okay, here I want, I do want to go over. I did have a couple of nominees, but mine were okay. were based off of stats. So there's. Mark Cannon from Memphis, he's just been really bad this year so far. So in the last seven days, actually, um, he, this season he was projected to be 79th, but he's ranked 152nd, so that's Ooh, like double that's where, rough. Yeah, where he was yeah. going to be, so that that's horrible. Um, and then there was another uh, Porter Jr. from Denver. He was projected to be 51st, and he's ranked 116th. But, I mean, I'm not going to... Not pick Beverly, you know, to be my turn of the week. He's definitely going to be. Patrick Beverly. All right. I mean, yeah, when you're flopping that hard and the NBA has to tell you not to anymore, that's, (laughs) God, that just, that feels so good. That just warms my soul hearing that. That's, that's, oh, so good. It's like revenge for all the crap that he said about the Suns, you know?
0: Right. So there you have it. Patrick Beverly is the week two turn of the week for being formally reprimanded by the NBA for flopping. Uh, it could happen to a floppier guy, so congratulations, Patrick hey, Beverly. Ben Simmons, though,
1: he was ranked; he was projected to be seventy-six. He's right now currently one hundred fiftieth, so he's a close second. He's <laughs> just
0: as bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he hit his new season high. He, he scored nine points. Good job. Uh, it, I'm still gonna yeah. drop him. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he continues to struggle. Uh, Let's take a look at our lock of the week and our underdog of the week picks. So this is something we do uh, the podcast before every weekend where we pick this person's going to win. Guarantee you this team is going to win. This is our lock of the week. And then we look at our underdog of the week and we say, you know what? I think they're going to win. They have a chance to pull off the upset here. Uh, Let's start with the lock of the week. I pick the Blazers over the Rockets. You pick the Celtics over the Wizards. Uh, I picked this team not knowing that Damian Lillard was going to be out that game. Yeah. So that put a little bit of worry into me. Uh, but the Blazers are, are a solid team. They they were able to beat the very, very bad Rockets team. Uh, so that moves me to 1-1 one one on the season. Ronnie, the Celtics beat the Wizards pretty badly. I watched bits and pieces of this game. It never really looked like a a contest. Yeah, there's like a 10-point
1: uh, gap between them a whole entire time at least.
0: But yeah so yeah you win as well, so you are two and zero on the season for uh lock of the week. um, I don't know if you do this, but i I certainly do i as you put my money where my mouth is, uh, and I do place a wager just straight up blazers being the rockets, and you know i, I won this week, so uh that was that was good not to go down twice in a row, yeah, underdog of the week,, oh, I'm sorry, did you have anything to add on lock of the week? uh
1: no, just bet i guess the, the only thing I wanted to touch on was on for the Portland Trailblazers, the guy that replaced Lillard. Um, it looks like it was Simmons, um, Anthony Simmons. He ended up with thirty points that game too. So good job. Nice. That, that was a really good replacement. So yeah, it just it just shows go. It just goes to show you when you see a big player get injured, pick up his backup. You know, because you have a Absolutely. good chance of making up fantasy points right there. But yeah, that's all I had. On yes. that.
0: Yep. So from a fantasy perspective, always be aware of the injury charts and, and quickly look to see. And I think, you know, you mentioned a guy that scored 41 points. Uh, he's playing because Darius Garland's hurt, right? He's getting his mm-hmm. opportunity. Uh, so that's that's definitely something to always be aware of. Our underdog of the week, I picked the Kings to beat the Heat. You pick the Piston, Pistons to beat the Hawks. And finally, my Kings have come through their first victory of the season over the Heat. Uh, they won this game. They were they were beating them pretty bad. The Heat put on quite a comeback effort in the fourth quarter, but it yeah. wasn't enough. The Kings hold on and win. Uh, I was very, very excited for this. Uh, yeah, so I am 1-1 on the season. These
1: are hard wins. You know, You're, It's really hard hard to pick the underdog pick. It's really hard to get a win yeah. from there. So when I saw that you actually got it, I was like, all right, he's he's one up on me, and that's going to be really <laughs> tough for yeah. me to find an underdog that's going to catch up to him. I-
0: I, I was thinking the same thing, but then I looked at my underdog and my lock and they're both one and one. I was like, Well <laughs> I feel like there should be some separation there. Um, I so think hopefully- there is. I
1: think I still consider you in the lead with that. If you have I,
0: I I'll yeah. take
1: it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so, what what was your reasoning behind this pick? Can you give me some information on maybe why you picked the Kings? Were you doing what yeah, I said? Where it is because they just haven't lost yet? No, I. I mean, I mean, am high on the
0: Kings. I'm high on the Kings. I think we've talked about that kind of quite a bit in a few episodes. Yeah. I think they're better on than they better. They're a better team than they are on paper. Uh, I've seen the Heat struggle this season, struggling to hit shots, struggling to to find someone that can close out a game. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Butler has certainly struggled with that. So they were due. I picked them the week in week one to be upset the Clippers. It was close. They couldn't quite hold it together and pull it off. Um, I thought they were going to upset the Warriors. It was close. Again, they couldn't quite put it all together. Yeah. Um, I knew that game was coming. So now that I've picked the Kings and the Kings of won, I, I, I think I probably, we should probably make up some rule that I, I can't pick them again for, I don't yeah. know, five weeks or something like that. Uh, cause I, I think they're going to be upsetting a lot of teams this year. But yeah, I just, just seeing them play, you know, Keegan Murray is young. He, he's trying to figure out where he fits in on, in on this team. Um, they're going to be, they're going to be a good team. And it was exciting, for, at least for me, to watch and see them kind of put all that together, Heck almost yeah. lose it at the end. <laughs> I know. But I got really <laughs> close. Yeah. They, they, I forget who it was, but one of their, one of their stars fouled out, uh, with quite a bit of time left in the game. And it's like, Oh man, this is, this is not good. You don't <laughs> want that happen. You know, yeah, any, that, at that, that point, point when, you're, so a team, when, yeah, when you're a fragile team, yeah, when you're a fragile team and you haven't won a game, you kind of want your, your, your thoroughbreds in, in and. uh, he was fouled out. Yeah. But yeah, they, they won, and I'm, I'm super excited, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to picking another underdog that's going to win.
1: Heck yeah. I tried pulling up stats, but I couldn't find. Oh, was it Sabonis?
0: <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Got it. Bonus. okay, yep.
1: I was trying to find. So that's what PF stands for personal fouls. Why did I think of that? Yes. Really? So, yep. Well, he was yeah. out. Good pick, though. Good job on, you know, just a- analyzing everything and picking that one. I had yeah, this... the Hawks
0: and Pistons. <laughs> Well, the Pistons are another team that are probably better than they they look on paper. Um, mm-hmm. they're they're gonna they're gonna upset somebody this year. I I would agree with you on that.
1: Yeah. So I had Hawks first. Pistons ended up being one thirty six to one twelve. Pistons lost. Oof. My reason behind yeah. this pick was because they played the Hawks before, and usually you learn against them. It was one eighteen, one thirteen, a close game. So I figured maybe they learned the Hawks a little bit, and they're they're gonna beat them this time. And they're a young team, like I said before, they just need to get some chemistry going. But nope, it got even worse the next time they played each other. But then, the day after that, they played the Warriors, and they won their first game against the Warriors. That would have been an amazing underdog pick for me. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm struggling now. I don't know how to pick the right underdog pick.
0: Yeah, no, you picked the right underdog just on the wrong game, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I I do believe in this team, but I just, yeah, like you said, wrong day.
0: I'm looking at Google and it says the score of that game was 79 to 69. I'm like, there's no way that was <laughs> for the, the final, but for the Warriors Pistons game, it just for whatever reason it's oh, not showing weird. the fourth quarter stats. So no, it was yeah. one
1: fourteen to one twenty eight.
0: Yeah, but it's it just kind of caught my eye. I'm like the Warriors only scored 69 points. That can't be right. And yeah. it's not. They they that's that was their score. So um, yeah, it, it's a good pick. Underdogs are hard, right? It's hard to pick to, to look and say. Of all these teams are projected to lose, which one of them has the the best chance of winning, uh, we, we pick our pick of the week, and we, we're hoping for, what, a 500 record, I think is what we want. We want 750 on the lock of the week or better. Yeah. Um, I'm off to a rough start on the lock of the week. Off to an okay start on underdog of the week. We'll see how it goes from there.
1: Yeah, I think underdog should be like 25% win picks. 25%. <laughs> and then, yeah, you should, for, for like lock of the week, that should be like... Eighty-five percent, at least. You that should be like a, a B, sure. B average. Yeah.
0: B average. I like that. Eighty-five. Yeah. Uh, we each picked our game of the weekend, the game that we were most excited to see. I picked the Lakers versus the Wolves. You picked the Suns versus the Pelicans. Let's start with you, Ronnie. Why did you pick this game, and were you did you get what you wanted when you when you watched this game?
1: I almost got what I wanted. I got I got the win. That's re- what I really cared about. You know, but. I didn't get to see Zion or Brandon Ingram come back, you know, so I'm still interested to see how we're going to do against a, a full roster against the Pelicans. The Suns look so amazing though. Like, I can't believe how good they're doing. They really surprised me. I didn't think they were going to be this good. I got to give it to James Jones for finding these other players too. Who's that young guy with the, the Mohawk slash or like half Mohawk hair? His name is Landale. Um, that guy, what a pick by, how do you find this guy? You know, like he he completely replaced Crowder, so we don't need him anymore. But yeah, it's just <laughs> they look amazing. I love the game. We had the lead pretty much a whole entire time. And it did get close at times, but no, 111 to 124. is yes, it,
0: it got pretty scary at times. You know, um, a, a couple notes I had on it's It stings to see eight go down. Yeah, when I saw that Zion and Ingram were both out, I think I texted you like, "Well, this is guaranteed the Suns are going to lose now mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, with them out, they should certainly win, which is always a curse." I'm sure you guys have your home teams and know the curse very well, but uh, yeah, it was it was a fun game to watch. One of the notes that I took is that I feel uh, happy happy birthday to Devin Booker by the way today he turns twenty six. Oh, yeah. His he struggles in the double team. There was a couple of turnovers that he had, a couple of just almost panic sort of moments when, he's, when he faces a double team, especially down in the corner. He's got to get out of that phase. He's got to do better not to get himself in those positions uh, yeah. because you, uh, a takeaway here or there, that could be the game, especially in the playoffs.
1: You know, people know that that's where he struggles, and I've said that before. If he just works on his double team in the offseason, he'll be a complete player. From what I've seen, he has improved on it still, but double teams are just really hard to get out of in the first place. So I think he did work on it, but it's still just tough, you know? So if he could just perfect it yeah. a little bit more, you know, work on it a little, where you just, I want him to have the advantage when he gets double teamed, because you know there's one player open somewhere on the court, you just need to feed that person. So he just needs to get he- really good, really fast at that.
0: He gets in too deep into that corner, and then he's yes. just he's they smother him. So it's like he should recognize the situation and yeah. make that pass before the double team comes, while he still has an out. And it just I've right. to, to make that time and time again. Um, so that's, yeah, he'll that, like was, kinda, that was he'll, the biggest takeaway I had.
1: Yeah, he'll throw it up in the air, and it just gives the other the opposing team too much time to you know run and get the ball because right. there's just too much hang time. He needs to shoot it over to somebody, dart it over to them, so they don't have time to go get it. Um, the Pelicans Absolutely. did have the lead in that game. In the first quarter, though, 27-21. to 21. But after that, it was... Then we outscored him 25-36, and it was just... We were on for there. We, were, we continued to lead the game the whole entire time after that, though.
0: Yeah, it was a good game. I, I enjoyed watching it. Always good when the Suns get a win. Uh, Bismack Biombo really played well in this game. Uh, I don't think he could consistently play at that level. But he had some block-shotting abilities. Yeah, 13 rebounds. He was... He was he was fighting for those boards. I think he yep. knew what he needed to do. But like I said, I don't think you're going to consistently get that from him. Uh, I don't know what he did tonight. I don't know if you have the stats in front I'll of you. I'll pull it up real quick. Uh, in tonight's game. But he played very, very well. I thought that Shamit, I believe his name is. Yep. Landry Shamit. He played well as he played good as well. Yeah. Uh, and then you, the one that you've been telling us about all this time. Uh Craig also looked pretty darn good at times when he was in the game, so not tonight not to so much. Some, <laughs> so, no, not for, for, for who, Biombo? For
1: Craig. He didn't have any points. He had two rebounds, he played eighteen minutes, so that but he had an off night yeah, tonight for good. some reason. Biombo uh played twenty one minutes, five points, five rebounds. So you're exactly right on yeah. point. So yeah. yeah, Biombo he's not gonna have the consistent night. Um if you picked him up for fantasy already, that's kind of a dud for you probably. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Five blocks though. Man, that guy could block.
0: That's blocks, yeah. Those blocks are nice. Uh I picked the Lakers and the Wolves. My reasoning was the Lakers used to be the Minnesota Lakers. That's why they're called the Lakers, the town of <laughs> you know, the land of a million lakes. Uh more so than that, it was Patrick Beverly returning home. Home in quotes to the Timberwolves. He was only there for a season, but he broke helped break the playoff drought. There was that big you know, him taking off his jersey and like he won the, the NBA championship that was kind of mocked. Uh, but he was, you know, he, he kind of fit the attitude that that team needed at the time. And uh, to to be fair, the team or the city really, you know, he got a warm applause during the introductions. Yep. They they were, you know, it, which is good to see. Um, but that game was was kind of a bummer. I saw that uh, wearing a I, I love
1: you, Beverly. You know, yeah, like I love that. You know? yep. I saw
0: that. yep. <laughs> couple of those uh the lakers were without anthony davis and russell westbrook was coming off of the bench and they just look confused and clumsy at times um, they managed to keep the game close but they never i never really felt like they were going to to win this game uh you know Russell westbrook was coming off the bench good defense he's he's really kind of stepped up his defensive game i feel this year but Missed three throws, not just by him, but a lot of the players on the Lakers are just absolutely killer. Um, And overall, the Lakers just lack depth. I mean, LeBron James is 20th year in the league, still one of the best players anytime he's on the court. He could pretty much do whatever he wants, but the rest of this cast is just – they're just struggling to play together. Multiple players running into each other, uh, not sure where they're supposed to go. You can see the frustration on their faces as they play the game. Uh, yep. The Wolves, on the other hand, they should have put this team to bed a long, much, much earlier in the game, but they were making poor shots, lots of turnovers on their side as well. So it was a pretty sloppy game of basketball. Ultimately, the Wolves ended up winning this game, uh, but it wasn't nearly as an exciting or, or, or fun game as I would have hoped. Hopefully, both these teams click a little bit better, a lot of new faces and new places, and uh, next time they match up, it, it'll be a little bit better of an entertaining yeah. game.
1: I watched this game last night. Actually, it, it was close towards the end. It was actually pretty close throughout the game. There, towards the fourth quarter, there was like a five point difference, so the Lakers had a chance. But man, you're you're exactly right right about Westbrook. Like, so statistically, he got 18 points, eight rebounds, three assists. So he, he did pretty good, but he didn't look that good when I was watching the game. Like, I I kept seeing him like he would pass try passing the ball to somebody, but it would get like knocked out of bounds. So it now, it wasn't counted as like a turnover or anything, but it just broke up the play and they they couldn't continue, you know. So he, he doesn't look that good. He did a lot better, though, coming off the bench, you know, point wise and everything. So that was good to see. Let me just touch on Beverly, too. How do you talk so much crap, but you only get 6.6 rebounds, four assists? That's, that's not good, Beverly. 29 minutes and you have all that time and you, that's all you get. So, yeah, he's not very good. So I don't know why he's starting instead no. of Westbrook, but I do like how it's working for the Lakers. I think they're going to get a win eventually,
0: pretty soon. They're going to get a win tonight. There's 33 seconds left. They're beating the Nuggets by 11. Uh, Wow! Against the Nuggets, that's so crazy. Yeah, another underdog pick. (laughs) You could just
1: you could just randomly pick any team right now, and it it could yeah anyone could win. So weird. Oh my gosh, the Spurs beat the Timberwolves tonight too. 107 to
0: 98. Yep, the Spurs are are better than everybody thought apparently. But so weird. So that was the game of the week. We'll have to look and see what our next game of the weekend is going to be. I have yet to look at the schedule, but let's get to it. Let's get into our fantasy discussion. Uh, Let's first take a look at our picks. So every week we pick our fantasy player of the weekend and our breakout player of the weekend. Uh, I picked Luca. You picked Durant for my breakout player. I picked Draymond Green. You picked Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, we we were all over the place here. This was a, this was a weird weekend. You mentioned, you, you started to mention on Friday, uh, I think Donovan Mitchell had 41, and who was the other guy? Levert. Carius Levert, I think his name is. Yeah, I don't even
1: know his first name yet, but yeah, Levert. Chris Levert, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm still learning yes, some Levert, names. Levert is it was playing for Darius Garland, who was hurt. Yeah. Uh, he put up, it's got to be his best game ever. 41 yeah, points. absolutely. Uh, and the way our fantasy league has scored, he had 56 fantasy points along with Giannis and Maxi, who you also mentioned had a fantastic game on Friday, scoring 44. Uh, but did you see how Levert did in his second game? So I wonder how many people panicked, not panicked, but like, ooh, and went out and picked him up. Did you see his stats for, no, for the yeah, game good. today? I want
1: to hear this.
0: Yeah, what is it? Yeah. I, I don't have him up. Oh, I'll give you just a second. I'll pull him up. Oh, but, okay. um, the, not I, good. That's let, Oh, I do have him up. I Not was, good. I was he's,
1: thinking the same thing as you are talking. I was like, I bet there's a bunch of people that picked him up that just were like, what the heck? How does he have this many points? Right. But then when I pick him up, he only has like 10 points. So what did he actually have? Though?
0: <laughs> In the game today, uh, he's played for 30 minutes, zero for nine shooting, wow. zero for four from the three-point line, one for one, one for one for three throws, uh, three rebounds. He scored one point today. That that's is all. insane. So, you can look at it this way. Over his last two games, he's averaged 22 points a game. How many minutes did 21, he play? Does 21, this say how many minutes he played? 30 minutes today.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: Man. Which is a step down. Oh, he was yeah. averaging 33 minutes a game. He played 42 minutes on his breakout game. He just didn't have it today. And they they gave him less minutes as a result of that. So, yeah. Man. He uh, he struggled. He was, uh, you know. So, I, I think, and I think you'll probably agree with me, breakout player of the weekend, absolutely him for his performance on Friday, mm-hmm. but don't expect to see his name up there again. Yeah. He, he is extremely streaky. He stepped up when he needed to and then kind of struggled. You know, yeah. Maybe I, he was I'd gassed. S- I
1: don't know. I'd say he won breakout player, but he also got turd of the <laughs> of the game too, turd of the week for yeah. that one game, you know? So, yeah. I bet a lot of people are mad that, that they added oh, him to the team. absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Friday, uh, Saturday, the best player was your boy from Oklahoma City. Certainly had overtime to help him. Shea Gillius Alexander, yeah. he scored fifty-seven fantasy points. He had thirty-eight points, six rebounds, nine assists. Uh, great game. He's insane. The guy I picked, Luca. Good game, fifty-six fantasy points. Um, but that is actually below his average of fantasy points. So, wow. i I would say player of the weekend is not him. By any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's got to be um, Donovan Mitchell. Not only yeah. did he score forty, what do you say, forty-one on Friday?
1: Four, I think. Oh no, I might be mixing up with Maxie. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, either way, he was at the tops of the the fantasy. Yeah, I could pull it up real quick. Yeah, I think it's 40. Donovan Mitchell, where are you, good sir? Forty-one on Friday. 38 on Sunday, 57 fantasy points on Sunday. He had two games uh, this weekend, Friday and Sunday, 43 fantasy points, 57 fantasy points, respectively. Just absolutely dominated. Uh, So he is the fantasy player of the weekend, in my eyes. Uh, Levert, the breakout player of the weekend. But let's see how we did, because that's (laughs) what we really want to know, right? This is the competition. So Luca. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Luca on average, scores 57.5 fantasy points. He scored 56 fantasy points. So he did not even meet his average, uh, which was very disappointing for me. (laughs) So he's 3% less than his average. You pick Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant averages 44.6 fantasy points. On on Saturday, he scored 48 points. Mm -hmm. So he did 7% above his average. So... You know, not a huge breakout. Luka, oh, not not breakout, not a huge improvement, but an improvement. So I think for that reason, uh, I'll give you the nod. Oh, Even though nice. Luca had more fantasy points, uh, he still performed below average. Yeah, right?
1: that makes he sense. Can't, yeah, can't I,
0: really be the best player if, you, thought, if you're not hitting your own average.
1: I thought you were going to win because we usually go by points. You know, 56 compared to the 49 that we had in our league. So, But right. yeah, I mean, it's, it is only a... A seven point difference. And yeah, when you I would much rather go by percentage of breakout, you know, compared to their average So Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Cool. I didn't think I won, but thanks for yeah, just ten percent that way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's take a look at our breakout players of the week. I picked Draymond Green. Uh on average, he averages twenty point eight fantasy points on his game against uh, God, who did they play the other night? When it was they Charlotte. Charlotte. There we go. Thank you. Uh, he scored 34 fantasy points. So that was about a 63% improvement nice. over his average. Dennis Smith Jr. on average, 24.8 fantasy points. He scored 28 on Saturday, about a 13% improvement. So I take the cake on this one. I win the breakout player of the week. Uh, you win the player of the weekend, but neither one of us picked the actual On either of those cases. And that's okay. That's hard to do. Uh, But what this did get me doing is kind of looking at some numbers. So the reason I picked Draymond Green is because they were against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas last weekend was the breakout player of the weekend. He went against the Charlotte Hornets. So I started thinking, what's going on with the Charlotte Hornets? Uh, So I pulled up some data and I found centers against the Charlotte Hornets on average – play twenty-eight percent better than their fantasy average points. That's so huge. a couple of a couple of examples here. Uh Sudez with the Pelicans, he averages thirty-three fantasy points, he scored fifty-five. Clint Capella averages 24 29 Not a big improvement there. Mitchell Robinson of the Knicks averages twenty-three, scored thirty-six. Wendell Carter Jr. of the Magic 26-27, uh, not a big improvement there. But really where it got crazy was with the Warriors. Uh, I used both uh, Kevon Looney and Draymond Green since they both sort of play that, that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those guys were 50% over their average. 17 and 26, 23 and 34 respectively. Um, so if you have the sh- a center going into the Charlotte Hornets, be aware because you might have a gold mine on your hands. <laughs> so... With that in question, the Kings are the next team to play the Hornets. They play the Hornets tomorrow, and uh, you mentioned their center name, uh, Sabonis. Sabonis. Yep. Do you know what team Sabonis is on in our fantasy league, Ronnie? Oh,
1: man. Is he going to be on yours?
0: He's on mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm projecting a huge game from him. I'm super excited. When I looked that up, I was like, oh, right. Nice. This is going to be awesome. Good so tick. let's see. Sabonis is averaging... 31 fantasy points. So if in theory he holds that uh trend here, so let's see 31 times 28%. <laughs>
1: Turn the math on it like that.
0: I'm I'm getting like 40 fantasy points from him tomorrow. <laughs> I, mean, I hope you do. That'd be really cool if this I all I hope I do too because you know? then I'll feel like, I'll like a beautiful mind with like exactly. numbers and stuff written down. So that's sort of the key is what I'm finding. We take very different approaches in the way we, we, we pick our guys here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the numbers and trying to find some correlation. I think I found something here with the Charlotte Hornets. And if I can ride centers all the way to the playoffs, uh, I'm going to do that. So. Uh, I'll keep looking, and I'll let you guys know if I find any other sort of weird magic science numbers going on here. But that's what I'm sticking with right now. Charlotte Hornets cannot guard a center. Uh, If you can pick up a center that gets decent playing time, you should see a little bump in his fantasy average. Now, if someone's averaging two points, and you're like, ooh, I'll get that bump. No, don't do that. That's not going to help you. Uh, (laughs) But a a lot of it comes from rebounds. They don't have a strong, you know, uh, big lineup. And they're yeah. they're losing out on those rebounds, so take advantage of it. Take advantage of it if you can. Check out who is playing the Hornets and see if you can grab one of the big guys um, and put them in. Dude,
1: congratulations! Like, just good job on all the research. I'm so proud of you for finding that. That's the kind of research that I do. I am a big fan of you know finding the weaker defenses. I haven't had a chance to do that yet because there hasn't been that many games played. So, good job on, on coming across that so quickly. Um, the Hornets Thanks, also play Ronnie. this week. The Bulls, the Grizzlies, the Nets. So on the second, the Bulls, the fourth, the Grizzlies, the fifth, the Nets. So I okay. have Durant for the Nets. Do you think that's going to impact anything for him then?
0: So it gets a little bit trickier when you have these guys that are that are elite players. Yeah. Because there's not a lot they can go up, right? They're already kind of at the top of the pecking order. Okay. I think, it, I think it'd probably be better for whoever the, the true center is on that team. Right. That, that, that's again, just my random swags, right. I have no idea if it's going to actually hold true or not, but uh, I would not expect to see this bounce with Durant.
1: Yep. Okay. We'll have to find out.
0: We will have to find out. Uh, Any other notable fantasy performances that you saw this weekend or any, anything else that you want to talk about from a fantasy perspective?
1: You know, I didn't do too much research on that. Honestly, I, I, didn't find any breakout players or anything and you you just you nailed it you did such a good research on this part i mean i don't think we need to go into it any further i think you handled it perfectly
0: all right so you may have heard on our last podcast uh we are sponsored by underdog fantasy underdog fantasy promo code jnr they'll do a deposit match of up to a hundred dollars so we've been tinkering around with the platform a little bit seeing what we like um and seeing what what we think you guys would like uh so ronnie and i we did a daily fantasy not that long ago in the nba i don't remember who won by 100 points Shut do you up. remember who, <laughs> so who won that contest <laughs> oh yeah let me remind you i didn't oh okay it was me okay yeah uh today i did a daily fantasy with my wife on football which was actually really fun as well so it's nice. so easy to get started you could just jump in you pick however many people um and and get your entries submitted. But what I also had a fun time doing was doing some of the pickups that they do. And I think I sent you a, a text over the weekend of the one that I did. Um, so as you know, I like I like to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, I picked Draymond Green to be my breakout player of the week. Yes, and I'm gonna go ahead and load up my app. So I thought I bet they have a pickup for Draymond Green. I'm curious to what that looks like. So yeah. I Draymond Green. He had a whole bunch of different choices, but the one that really stuck out to me was, um, so, so I guess we'll, we'll start with what is the pickup when you do underdog fantasy? You're going to get a player and you're going to get some stat and you got to pick higher or lower. So Draymond Green, for example, he had points, rebounds, assists, and they had some, some number, you know, based off of his averages. Mm-hmm. I like the combination. So this is points plus rebounds plus assists, and the number was 21 and a half. Now, knowing what I knew about the Charlotte Hornets, or at least what I speculated about the Charlotte Hornets, I knew he wasn't going to get their own points. It was going to be an, a combination of all of those. So I took the higher. I took the higher and said, "Yes, I think Draymond Green is going to have a good rebounding game. He's always going to get his assists, and I just need him to score a couple of points." He yeah. actually didn't. Didn't actually hit this until, uh, overtime. So I'm thankful <laughs> that the game went into overtime. Nice. When, uh, Curry took that last shot, I was like, miss? <laughs> and he did. So it was, I needed overtime. Um, I've also been very, very high on the Kings. So King and Murray, a, a player, a rookie player that I, I've been very, very positive on as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 23 points, rebounds plus assists, higher or lower. So I took the higher on both of those guys. And, you know, my $5 entry, Won me fifteen dollars, so yeah. I was was super super enthused of that. Uh, I did a couple other ones over the last couple of weeks. Uh, James Harden failed me on one of them. Uh, I did one on Hero and Ingram, both points plus assists being higher. So I I really like going in there and looking to see, you know, using my knowledge of uh, you got to do your research. Right, that's yeah. the best way to do it, and think. Is this gonna is this gonna be something that's that's doable? So I've I've done three entries thus far and I've won two out of three of them. Uh um, so I'm, man. I'm very, very pleased with that. Yeah, I remember so, you talking uh, yeah. to
1: me about this bet and I was like, Are you sure you wanna do that one? I mean, Draymond, he doesn't score at yeah. all. You know, we remember in the playoffs last year when he, he didn't score anything, yeah. so it's like, Are you sure you wanna do that bet? And like, I think he'll get it, you know? And I was like, All right, I don't know why you think that, but now I know why. Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: Uh 12 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists for Draymond Green. So yeah, when I saw that entry option, I decided that, that is what I wanted to do. So go take a look at it. If you haven't signed up for Underdog Fantasy, it's an app. You can do it on the website as well. Uh use promo code J N R. Check out our podcast description for a direct link. Uh, but check out the pickups. They also do, as part of the pickups, is these rivals. And I, I I always check it at the end of a day, which is just unfortunate because they haven't updated for the new games yet. Yep. But for example, um, I think I actually took a screenshot of that. When the Mavericks played the Memphis Grizzlies, you have two prolific scorers, Ja Morant versus Luka Doncic. Who's going to score more points, right? You, you can literally pick between the rivals. I think it's going to be Luka. I think it's going to be Ja. So you can, you can, you can do your entry for that and you can build multiple layers. So you have to pick at least two, uh, when you do your entry, but you can go three, four, five, six, and the more entries you have, the greater the payout is, so I'm I'm a I'm a cautious guy. Anyone that knows me knows that. Yeah. Um, I've only stuck with two, although I, I am tempted. I was tempted to add a third. I don't remember what I was going to add, <laughs> uh, but you could do that for NBA. You could do it for the NFL. You could do it for baseball. You could do it for hockey, college football. All of these options are on there on the pickups. So as much as I have enjoyed the daily fantasy, I really like the pickups because I could, could just kind of put on my my mathematician hat and pull out my spreadsheet and start doing some calculations and trying to see uh if if i'm as smart as i think i am and right now i'm at 66% so i guess that's, that's not bad. like a, that's like a that's a d average you're beating the house so,
1: <laughs> that's all that really matters yeah. right
0: <laughs> well yeah so you have to you have to do at least do two for every one i i five out of my six have been correct so i'm going to take that stat line that's a little bit better of a stat Great. line uh but i'm a big fan of it so like I said if if you haven't tried it do it uh send us a message on the JNR fan line if you want to be involved with one of the daily drafts that we could do uh we could set it up and set we could set up private drafts that include uh, any of the listeners that are interested and you can see if you too could beat Ronnie by 100 points <laughs> um yeah so let's I'm going to be honest guys it was pretty easy <laughs>
1: yeah so we do this draft right and we end up drafting everyone you got Giannis, Jokic Durant Trey Young uh DeJonte Murray and Demar DeRozan so i my team was james harden Embiid, lebron james devon donovan mitchell damian lillard was probably a big one and then rudy gobert but i still lost i did not like my rudy gobert pick i wish i didn't pick that way oh my gosh me. this
0: is just like real fantasy right i know right
1: then <laughs> you know i it was pretty quick you know you're like do you want to do this and i was like yeah sure and then i click it and like it's drafting i'm like wait i don't i didn't yeah, have time to research goes. you know so <laughs> so <laughs> that's I that's
0: one of the things i like about it too is there's not a lot of waiting it's like Are you ready to go because we're yeah. gonna go this one
1: was just points. I didn't know like if it was going to be rebounds or assists or anything. So yeah, it's just it, they keep it really easy no, on this no, app. It,
0: it was it was points. Oh, it, it uh, does it was everything. More just points. Yeah, it does everything.
1: Oh, okay. I, I didn't even know that. Okay, so it, it added all the uh, rebounds I don't, I don't and assists in front of
0: me. But yeah, so like Giannis scored. Oh, it I, does. I mean, I really, yeah, I have I it really in front of me. So bad. yeah, Jokic yeah. <laughs> had
1: sixty nine. Oh, he was projected fifty seven points, but he ended up getting sixty nine yeah. points altogether. So yeah, you're right. It does keep track of everything. So then, I I did draft good. They just didn't play good,
0: right? Or or, or my guys played better than than expected. But I w- yeah. I was looking at our scores today before for the segment. The highest player on your team scored thirty nine, basically forty points. You had two people just shy of 40 points. Yeah. When you look at mine, I had one, two, three, four, five of my six players scored 45 or more points. Right. You kicked so It was a literal bloodbath.
1: <laughs> so you mentioned that you beat me, but you didn't mention if you won in the football one that you did.
0: I did. I also won. What? Yes. Come on. <laughs>
1: Good job. I was hoping you were going to say you lost yeah. that one because
0: you know you no, mentioned mine, uh, but you didn't say if you score? won that
1: one. So I was like, you probably lost oh. that
0: one. I. <laughs> if you... Doubled my wife's score, then she would have barely beat me. Let's wow. just say that. Good yeah, job, she, man. she had a rough. She had a rough outing. You know, people make um, a good living doing this.
1: If you keep on um, betting good, you know they're they're going to pay you to make the bets for them.
0: Yeah, no, that that could be something. So that's that's why we do the fantasy stuff, right? We're yep. going to give you our fantasy input. Um, you know what? You you've kind of inspired me to maybe do a a daily fantasy tomorrow, like, yeah. uh, and make sure I get some bonus. Because he's gonna dominate the Charlotte Hornets. So Definitely. yeah, absolutely. You can look look for things like that. And when the pickups come out for tomorrow, maybe they're already out for tomorrow. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, the higher what lowers the right game. Uh, the higher lowers. Yeah, I'm looking yep, to see out. if Sabonis is on there. That game is not listed currently.
1: They Embiid, Maxi, Gordon Hayward.
0: So here's a great one, right? Maxi scored 44 points. Um, they're projecting 20, 20 and a half, higher or lower? Lower. Well, you would say lower?
1: Yeah, I just because of what happened with the other guy.
0: I, yeah, with I Joel and being think, back now, right? Yeah, I think people are going to be yeah.
1: high on Maxi right now and be like, well, he scored 40 points that other game, so he's right. going to easily score over 20. So, And I, that's, I would, that's <laughs> the only reason I would go lower on this particular game.
0: So it is late at night. Well, not late at night, but I don't think they've updated all of the options that you're going to have yet. I would expect to see more because, you know, even for the Charlotte versus Sacramento.
1: Yeah, they usually wait till the day of for these types of. Yeah, you only
0: have Gordon Hayward right now. Yeah. uh, Where you would, I would expect uh, some of these other guys to be on there as well. So, uh, if you haven't downloaded the app, take a look at it. Take a look at the daily fantasy stuff. Like I said, if if you're you're more familiar with fantasy football, you could do daily fantasy football there as well. Uh, I did today. Uh, I do daily NBA as well. Uh, reach out to us on the JNR fan line. If, if you want, if you've signed up, you've used our promo code, you're like, hey, I want to take on Ronnie or I want to take on John. Uh, we could set up a draft and we'll, we'll it. go head to head with you. Uh, we, could, we could set up a special that if you sign up and let us know, we could do a th- three-person draft. And if you beat both Ronnie and I, myself, that you, would be – But
1: you're not going to beat me. I know Jonathan beat me, but you're not going to beat me. <laughs>
0: uh anyways underdog fantasy they they've been a fun to work with thus far uh doing the pick entries is super easy doing the daily fantasy is super easy uh, i'm having a really good time with it as well so in addition to my season-long fantasy it's nice to just kind of do you know what i want to do a daily fantasy tonight because i only have one player going in my weekly fantasy uh so take a look at it uh the newsfeed option gives you updates on injuries and, and everything as well so uh, take a look at it. Promo code JNR. They'll do a deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. Not only that, but then you can challenge us to a daily fantasy match. And uh, so let us know on Twitter if, if you're interested in doing that on the JNR fan line. I'm always interested in doing a, a daily fantasy, and uh, I would love to see someone else join the. I beat the crap out of Ronnie in fantasy club.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was fun playing that. I really like. I like playing it, even though I lost. You know, I like the way they have it set it up yeah. on here, but. I'm definitely not going to lose again next time we do that.
0: So, so the, the, you said, did you got confused during the draft or you exited the draft and then you came back in and you had oh, like yeah. two seconds left so, or something like that? I was
1: clicking around when, we, when like the draft first started and then I clicked to go see how many players were going to be drafted. And then right. I hit the little arrow in the upper left corner that took me to like the main betting screen, like the homepage of Underdog. And then I had to go back and like uh, click on your link yeah. to bring me back to the actual. The clock actual... doesn't stop, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, it had be... so then I didn't really have time to research my players, so I instead of pushing back, I just needed to click on the menu at the top that it had. You know.
0: Yeah. So the the lesson learned here is make sure you are ready to go when if someone creates a a, a private daily draft, which is what we've been doing. Uh, make sure you're ready to go when you click on that link because it it enters you essentially right right then and there so if you're not ready to go you're going to get auto drafted uh for better or worse uh although i think in your case Ronnie, it might have been better off if you let auto draft
1: <laughs> well yeah like this one you could click on it says there's 20 entries there's there's a max entries of 10 there's six rounds this draft size is, is six so you have 30 seconds to pick so you just need to give yourself time to look yep. over the details of the draft and that way you know what to expect when the actual draft happens and i didn't give myself time to do that because. You're like you want to do this? Yes. Start. Okay. What do I do? <laughs> you said yes. What am I supposed to <laughs> I do? Know, I didn't have time. I'm in
0: charge of you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't so do anyways, that. Underdog fantasy. Uh, use promo code JNR uh, and enter one of the daily fantasies and and enter do, do some of the pickem entries as well. It's it's been a lot of fun. And it just gives a little bit more excitement, a little more. Uh, bite to watching some of these some that's, of these nba games where you may not care about the team or the right. players that's uh, the, what you want to do yeah
1: pick a team that you don't care about uh, you know a matchup that you don't care about on tv and do these bets and then when you watch it on tv you're really going to care about it you're, you're going to be yelling at the tv you're going to be like ah, it you know, yeah. just makes <laughs> a game totally different when you bet on them
0: yep all right uh anything else to add ronnie no i'm good on our next episode, we're going to be picking our fantasy players of the week and our breakout players of the weekend. Ronnie's going to have his waiver wire picks ready to go for They'll the following four. week. And we're going to pick our lock of the week and underdog of the week and uh, update you on all the NBA news and notes taking place. So thanks for listening to us and we'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys.